0: Hi there, Ollie Anderson here. You're listening to Creative Status. This is a podcast about using your creativity to help you uncover and accept the real version of who you are. Today's episode is for you. If you've ever struggled with self-sabotage, if you've ever wondered if some of the actions and goals that you're chasing are really yours, or whether they're just something that you've picked up because it's social programming or self-hypnosis and other things like that. Um, It's an interview with Laura Artero. She is a hypnotherapist, a coach, a mindfulness expert, and she specializes in helping people with self-sabotage. This is a really awesome conversation, loads of amazing insight. I found this to be very energizing and uh, it put a lot of complicated things in a simple context. So I hope this helps you. Laura, thank you so much for your time. Everybody else, here we go, boom. Oh, hi there Laura, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Creative Status. You're an expert in sabotage, not in a kind of a terrorist sense, but in relation to like the human psyche and how we can delay our own progress by putting blocks in our path without even knowing it. So anyway, I'm gonna ask you a ton of questions about that. Before what I do, do you feel like introducing yourself and letting people know how you ended up kind of specializing in this and also what you want to get out of this conversation?
1: Yes, thank you Oli, I'm very honored to be here. Uh, I can talk for ages about self-sabotage and I love when there is a flow conversation that can get to good insights. Um, so I have a background in hypnotherapy, uh, mindfulness, self-compassion, mm-hmm. um, NLP coaching, I'm a yoga practitioner, teaching hypnobirthing. So uh, I just say that I'm a, a big fan of the mind and mm-hmm. I think the mind is incredibly powerful <laughs> if we know how to use it Yeah. and we don't use it well most of the times. <laughs> So we self-sabotage our efforts to be who we want. Mm. And there are are ways to get to get the training better. Um, So yes, this is who I am. And it comes to mind, I, I love to use my intuition a lot, and it comes to mind to share with you and with everyone. That my first crush when I was a uh, when I was a young girl was Yoda from Star Wars. Wow! <laughs> that was not particularly <laughs> handsome, <laughs> but somehow I was so attracted by his power of using the mind, and so wow. yeah, yeah, this is where everything came from, probably.
0: <laughs> That's very interesting, and I think you must be one of the only people in human history that has actually been able to say that they had a an attraction to, to Yoda. Um, okay, so let's let's start with that. Do you think that there were some qualities that Yoda was kind of trying to teach Luke Skywalker and the world in general <laughs> that are applicable to some of the main lessons that you've learned about the mind and how we can master it, if that's not too broad of a question?
1: Uh, No, I think that I can reply in a very Saxon way. Train (laughs) mind. We need to train the mind. If we let mind lose, (laughs) we may actually not go where we want to go simply because um, Mm. the way the brain works is still like when we were living in caves and it's Mm. not working right now for us. Mm. And the way we use the brain makes the mind in certain ways, they are linked somehow. So Mm. yeah, Mm.
0: that's my answer. (laughs) Train, train the mind. That is 100% how I've experienced things like in my own life and when I coach people, a lot of the time when people's lives are not moving in the way that they think they want it to be moving in on a surface level, it's because they've basically lost control without even knowing of, the di- of their mind and the direction that is unconsciously taking them in. And so maybe this is a, a good place to start with a, a sort of definition mm-hmm. of what sabotage is. I'll share my definition and then maybe you can let me know if, if it makes sense or if, if it doesn't make sense and then we can just take it from there. So the way that I like to look at it is people have goals for themselves, but a lot of the time those goals are only really something that they've grasped in a kind of automatic way or because of social programming or because of some inner thing that they have going on where they feel if they at- attain a certain thing then it, it's going to solve all of their problems in life. So for example, simple thing, simple goals that I might be talking about are goals in relation to their health. So maybe someone has set themselves the goal of losing weight and it just never seems to happen. They keep telling themselves that they want to lose weight, but for whatever reason, they can uh, do the things they need to do to be able to make that happen. In relationships, people tell themselves that they want a, a relationship, but they either never find anyone, or if they do find someone, they end up pushing them away. Uh, with, with their wealth, with their business and that kind of thing, people tell themselves that they need more money, that they want to be more successful, blah, 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 blah. And they set themselves this goal at the conscious level. But for some bizarre reason, they keep pushing away the success that they want. And I think the reason for this is because even though they're telling themselves at the, the level of the conscious mind that they want a certain thing, there is something going on unconsciously where they don't realize that they actually want something else so much more. So, for example, with the, the weight loss thing, maybe hypothetically there's somebody, they keep telling themselves that they want to lose weight, but they have some kind of unconscious thing going on where they're actually scared to lose weight because maybe they'll become so much more attractive to other people that they're just going to be bombarded with attention and they actually secretly just want to be alone because they love freedom, something like that. And in each of those cases that I've given... I believe like if we consistently don't get results that we keep saying we want, there is something going on inside of us that we're not aware of that is causing us to choose something else more. And because the unconscious mind is actually more powerful and it directs our actions more than the conscious mind, then we ultimately are just setting ourselves up for failure. That's the sabotage thing, I would say. And the only way to get out of that is to kind of, make the unconscious conscious by training our mind Mm -hmm. so that we can you know be like yoda ultimately they're not as attractive and Mm -hmm. direct our attention to what's actually going inside of inside of us so we can see our true intentions and then reconfigure them so that was a mouthful but when i try when i think about sabotage and like the mechanics of it that's kind of how i see it so does that align Mm -hmm. with the way that you, you understand this and like how you help people to stop sabotaging themselves.
1: Yeah, I I love what you just shared. Um, it's, it's very profound. Mm. And I think that everything, as you just said, lies in, in the fact that the mind is made by two parts mm. and you need to work with both parts mm. or yeah. nothing. There, there needs to be alignment between conscious and subconscious mind. Yeah, uh, mm. We tend to use just the conscious mind (laughs) so because of my background in hypnotherapy is uh, i love unblocking the blockages and Mm. they are in the subconscious mind so sometimes i use a metaphor to explain things and this is my way of explaining (laughs) them so i imagine that there is uh there is a part in the subconscious mind that i call the guardian of beliefs Mm. and you can imagine like a a little guardian very powerful mm. that is like a very diligent and its role or his role or her role is that of making sure that you stick to your beliefs mm. and the beliefs are things that as mm. you said come from the social background the tradition the mm. religion that mm. you grew up in or mm. uh, things you said uh, mm. so, those beliefs are just programs and your subconscious mind like a robot in not a pilot is playing those programs even if they are a bit outdated mm-hmm. most of them are created we create them when we are very young we are children mm-hmm. uh, so the guardian of beliefs make sure that you stick to your beliefs mm-hmm. but as you said if you believe is I cannot be attractive because I don't like attention Mm. because blah, 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 depending on what (laughs) your experience has been. When you were four years old and maybe you had too many attentions or your mom kept saying, tell this in front of everyone (laughs) and you (laughs) felt you didn't want to, Mm. then obviously there will be your guardian of belief saying, mm. somehow whispering to mm. you, no, 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 you can't lose weight. Yeah. No, 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 that's yeah. not a good idea. And if you wow. try to overcome the belief and force change, mm. I imagine the guardian with a big microphone, just calling <laughs> all his army of thoughts, like, hey, come over. This person is not listening, please pop mm. in his or her mind, Mm -hmm. and tell them to stop. Mm -hmm. And so the more you force change, the more you feel doubt. It's like your head is filled with self-doubt, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I will never succeed. And the more you force change and the more these thoughts will get louder and louder until you stop. And the problem with this is that if you keep forcing change, but you don't work with the blockage that is underneath with the belief, Mm -hmm. you are just reinforcing the belief that you will never be thin, that you will never lose weight because you will just become skeptical that you will ever be able to change. So it's a trap.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And it's so true. Mm-hmm. And I think this it's kind of a paradox because a lot of us, we don't realize, like you said, that there are two minds operating within us at all times. And the mm-hmm. only way really to get any results in life is to make sure that those two minds are in alignment. And yeah. I think, the default state for a lot of us is that we we have set some intention for ourselves on the conscious level, but exactly like you said, this guardian is actually kind of causing a sort of internal conflict without us even knowing it, where it's taking us off the path we think we need to be on. But the paradox, I guess, is that if we really want to get the things that we think we want at a conscious level, we have to resolve whatever issue the guardian perceives at the unconscious level, if that makes sense. And if we don't do that, we will end up in that state that you you just uh, described like so wonderfully where we end up forcing life. And if we force life, that is always because of some unreal identity issue that we've got going on, I think, that is keeping us out of alignment and it gets worse and worse and worse as the gap between the conscious and unconscious gets wider and wider and it just becomes like a self-perpetuating cycle like you said we, we get more doubt we keep convincing ourselves we're never going to do it but that makes us want it more in some cases and so we just keep running around in circles and that w- that will be the the state of our whole lives unless we can kind of crack open this relationship with the conscious and unconscious mind and see that the guardian needs to be appeased in some way so that we can unblock things and put ourselves back on a real path and this is kind of bringing yes. us onto the the territory of, of the podcast oh, the main theme of the podcast which is that actually the only way we can heal our lives and put ourselves back on the path towards wholeness is by making the unconscious conscious bringing it to awareness accepting what's going on down there and then taking a different kind of action based on what we've uncovered so i'm throwing a lot at you but how, how do we, how do we do that? Like, how do we start to close this gap and get back in alignment so that the things we think we want are things that we want the most, if that makes sense. And there's not some unconscious thing yeah. that we want more holding us back.
1: So I think the first thing, I don't know if you agree, but the first thing is really wanting to change. Mm. And sometimes mm. people don't really want to change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They just think they want because they heard it's, it's, it's good to change. <laughs> yeah. And that makes a huge difference because unless oh. someone really wants to change, nothing will ever happen. Yeah. But if you really want to change and you find this kind of friction, resistance inside, so you want to do something, but uh, mm. you never end up doing it, mm. then as you said, I think it's important to go and discover the subconscious mind, mm. knowing that the subconscious mind is is a is good. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's yeah. working for your highest good. It's just that probably you need to give, you need to change the direction somehow. Mm. And one thing I always do with my clients, it's to explain that the language used by these two parts of the mind is very different. So if you use logic, you will never get to the subconscious mind because Mm, logic mm. is not its language. You need to use imagination. Uh, These are metaphors. um, And that's why I use a lot of metaphors, but also Mm. uh, creative visualizations and various types of, yes, of yeah, imagination, using mm. all the senses. And this is the only way to, to get to the subconscious mind.
0: Mm. Do you think there's an element where you can look at your life, the current state of your life, and you can kind of start to reverse engineer what is going on for you? So if we use those simple examples from mm-hmm. the start, like the relationship thing or the weight thing or whatever, if you keep getting certain results and you're telling yourself that you want different results, is there something there where we can tell from the results that we're actually hiding something within ourselves? Do you know what I mean? It's like our lives, hmm. are they're a reflection of how aligned we are, something like that. And I don't want to make it too woo-woo, but ultimately, (laughs) like, if there's some kind of a blockage Mm. and we keep complaining about the same thing, for example, so we keep saying, oh, I can never lose weight, it's so unfair, blah, 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 I can never find a partner, I can never, whatever it is. If we keep being stuck in a way where we we do find Mm. ourselves constantly complaining about it, then the results are probably showing us that we do have this kind of a block. And if we can reverse engineer things in that way, is that part of the journey, would you say?
1: Uh, I think that you understand that there is a block. Mm. If somehow, even if you want to change, you can't change. Mm. Mm. So uh, sometimes I think of people that think, uh, now I'm going to change. I'm not going to be afraid of speaking in front of others because it makes no sense. I just Mm -hmm. do three Mm -hmm. breaths and it will be fine. But then every single time you feel terrorized. (laughs) And even if you force yourself, you can't remember a thing before. And and then you sweat and you just want to you want (laughs) you just want to abort uh, your uh, your speech. Mm -hmm. Uh, In that case, there is a block absolutely Mm. so it's when you no matter how much willpower you you put into creating change nothing nothing happens um i don't know if that answer your question
0: yeah yeah it does and i think it comes back to this this theme that popped up like five ten minutes ago about forcing things i think that is Basically, the answer to my question, yeah. Because if we find ourselves Mm. constantly forcing life, something has to have gone wrong. Because the only reason we would force life is because we have some identity thing going on. We're clinging to something without realizing. And so we have to use willpower to get the results that we want Mm. instead of acceptance, something like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The only way we can actually unblock ourselves is by letting go in a a strange kind of paradoxical way. Like we can't force ourselves to change, even if we want to. We can't force life to change, even if we want to. We can only accept what we have been resisting. And then in that acceptance, we automatically become more aligned in the way that you were talking about because we put in less friction between ourselves and life. And that gives us a stronger foundation to make the changes that we want to make. And so, mm. it, yeah. What do you think?
1: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Acceptance. Acceptance mm. and never feeling that there is something going against you, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just understanding that whatever it is, that, is mm. that you feel is standing in your way, wow. it's a protection. It's something you created to protect yourself. Yeah. Maybe you don't need yeah. that kind of protection, you just need to work to transform the protection. But before somehow you need to say, thank you to yeah. the protection. Yeah. You need yeah. to accept it. And wow. is it Oli that at the end of the day, everything is about accepting yeah. ourselves.
0: Yeah, ultimately I think mm. so. I, I think mm. that is the final lesson of our lives. Though ultimately, yes. <laughs> if we if we're not, if we constantly feel friction and frustration and we're not happy with ourselves and with our lives, it can only be because we're filtering everything through judgment. And judgment is the opposite of acceptance. And the only thing you can accept is what's real. And so if we're not accepting of ourselves, then at some level, some unreal thing has happened in our psyche, in our experience of ourselves. And so a lot of this stuff that we're talking about is just about returning to what's real within us so we can have a real relationship with reality. So acceptance is 100% the key. And I think... When it comes to sabotage and creating the lives that we actually want to be living, if we're not getting those results, and those results are something, the goals that we've set for ourselves are something real, not just something we've chosen because of our ego and our fear and all that kind of stuff, Mm. then acceptance is the most important ingredient, actually, I think, to, to changing things. So let's let's make it a bit more practical. But if somebody yes. does, no, but it's, it's super important. But if somebody notices one of these blocks, they're constantly banging their head against the brick wall. We can basically say, based on what we seem to have agreed, is that there's a lack of acceptance at some level in their life, and for most people, it's going to be a lack of some, a lack of acceptance of some unconscious intention or choice they're making, without being aware of it. Obviously, because it's unconscious. So if somebody does find themselves in one of these situations we're talking about where they're trying to change their life and they just can't do it, or they're trying to bring something into their life, like a relationship or a business, whatever it is, and it's not happening, how can they move towards acceptance in the way we're talking about to start solving this problem in, in their lives?
1: Um, I think... I think that one way would be returning to the metaphor of the guardian of beliefs of mm. reassuring the guardian yeah so whatever you're wow. doing somehow instead of saying oh come on why i can't do this <laughs> i'm not good enough it's just what you said acceptance. just say yes I, I am as i am and that's okay yeah actually i'm not trying to do anything dangerous mm. it is my intention at mm. fill the gap Years old mm. to do this mm. because probably the subconscious still uses the program you created when you were six yeah. <laughs> years old. Yeah, and it do- this part of the mind doesn't know how old you are, that your intentions have changed. You just need a constant dialogue, mm. and the dialogue at the end is with yourself. Mm. And so accepting yourself, um, mm. and yeah, reassuring reassuring yourself too that what you're doing is fine. Mm. Uh, I also have a background and a lot of deep love for mindfulness, self-compassion, and I think that self-compassion in acceptance, it's a key factor. Mm. So Mm. usually I teach, usually all my clients end (laughs) up listening to this and, uh, and getting this little lesson of how to accept yourself that in the sense that you cannot be perfect because perfection does not exist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. actually when you try to be perfect what mm-hmm. your old brain is trying to do is just try to be worthy of someone else's attention Mm. so worthy of the tribe because alone in nature you will never survive mm. and so mm. when you try to be perfect all the time instead of creating connections with others you actually create separation that is mm. not your ultimate goal yeah. so you want to accept yourself yeah. because you are the only person available to yourself 24 hours a day every day you need to become your Like my daughter says, your BFF, (laughs) your best friend forever, because it's the only person you are going to have forever. Mm. And so you want to usually I give like three steps. First step is accept that what you are experiencing in that moment Mm. is challenging. And, you know, sometimes we are not allowed to say that we are suffering because there are other people that are suffering much more mm. and that doesn't take away this, the, 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 the other people are suffering very much. But you need to recognize and acknowledge that in that moment, even if it's like a I don't want to do the laundry night right now, <laughs> this is a moment of suffering, you know, yeah and once you have accepted mm-hmm. so this is acceptance accepted that this is suffering you need to give you need to tend your own suffering your own mm-hmm. pain mm-hmm. because emotional pain is mm-hmm. is is painful <laughs> like physical pain <laughs> yeah and so you just want to acknowledge that it's okay to feel as you feel yeah yeah and only then third step you can wish yourself to be happy which mm-hmm. i think is what everybody wants yeah And this is my way of interpreting acceptance and of teaching it um, in practical ways.
0: Mm. Mm. That's amazing. You've just said so many things that... Sorry. No, 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 I don't mean it like that. You've said so many things that are like really powerful that have cracked open this conversation even more. And I think as you were talking, you talked about our ultimate goal and... The ultimate goal, I believe, for all of us is to experience more wholeness within ourselves and within life. Mm. And the opposite of wholeness is fragmentation. And the journey that we're all on, I believe, is a journey from a fragmented state, because in childhood, we picked up all these scripts and all these patterns that you've kind of alluded to. that we just end up running on autopilot, but they also causes to be kind of more divided within ourselves than we actually truly are. They cause us to be, the, the scripts and the programs cause us to live a life of non-acceptance. And if we move towards wholeness over the course of our lives, we ideally become more and more accepting of who we are, other people, life itself and blah, 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 blah. And so, That ultimate goal is the same for all of us and it entails acceptance, but there's a barrier for a lot of us to living in that way and it's identity. And I always call it the ego. The ego is just the fragmented version that we've created of ourselves after we've disowned lots of important things within us Mm -hmm. because of the things that we've been through. And all of the disowned parts end up going into the, the shadow territory or the shadow self, and there's an element I've found where some of the, th- the whisperings or the callings from the shadow self, they appear to be sabotaging our lives, but actually what they're doing is they're destroying the unreal foundation that we've built because of the ego s- scripts we've been following so that we can put ourselves back on path to that ultimate goal of moving towards wholeness and acceptance and all those kind of things. Mm. So hopefully that makes sense. But the question for you is, when it comes to sabotage, how do we know if we're sabotaging... This is a bit of a an, an esoteric question, I guess. But how mm-hmm. do we know if we're sabotaging things because the ego is stopping us doing something real or if it's the other side of the coin and the shadow self is sabotaging the the goals that we've been chasing that are gonna keep us in that fragmented state. And so it seems on the surface, until we've reached the kind of acceptance you're talking about, it seems on the surface Mm -hmm. that we're sabotaging the things we actually want. But what we're actually doing is unconsciously destroying the things we think we want that are keeping us in an unreal state. Does that make sense? That was such a convoluted question, but does that make sense?
1: (laughs) Yes, it it makes sense. I think for us, it makes sense. (laughs) Um, So I actually think that in a portion of our subconscious mind, there is the real you. Yeah, that's what I think. You call it as you want. I haven't found the proper name yet. I don't know (laughs) if you can help in this. It's like the real you, the real self, the wise self. For some people is a connection with higher power For some others, just something Mm -hmm. within. And this is the part of you, you need to ask that question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: But to, and this, this is going back to the beginning. (laughs) How do how can you tap to this part of you that I, I think is your intuition? Mm. You need to train yourself to listen to the intuition because the intuition is whispering so slowly, so little voice that you can't catch it. And just as you said, all these fragments, Mm. uh, I usually say these are like filters, like Mm. if you have glasses with so many lenses that make Mm. you judge everything and to strip yourself from all these judges is a uh, uh, sorry glasses it's mm. uh, or judgment is possible
0: yeah
1: and it's actually happening all the time mm. but unfortunately mm. your mind is censoring yeah. these beautiful insights mm. so you have an insight and then oh no well, no that is not a good idea what am yeah. i thinking about yeah. No, i'm yeah, not yeah, good yeah, enough yeah. and this and that yeah. so it's like training yourself to listen to these insights and I, I don't know what you think but for me is the more you train yourself mm. and the more you will be able to listen to those very wise whispers mm. and for instance I use intuition a lot with I when I'm with my client and it's probably easier when you do it for someone else but when you do it for yourself <laughs> it's harder to listen yeah. to those whispers and i think that it it, it starts back to the, the importance of training your mind mm. and i think there are many many ways of training your mind mm. but it's about being intentional in training the mind mm. there are a lot of um things mm. around about the importance of training the body and mm. that's I- essential yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's part of the mind too but we should train the brain so the mind is complete brain body soul and mm. however you want to call that other part mm. you need training to be able to listen to the whispers
0: mm. yeah what yeah. happens if you don't listen to the whispers
1: mm-hmm. life is driving you and you're not driving your life
0: mm. right yeah you think sorry what would that if life is driving you or somebody instead Mm -hmm. of them driving life that ultimately is a sign that they haven't trained their minds in the way that you're talking about i believe Mm -hmm. but how do we make that more clear like what are the symptoms i guess of being driven by life instead of driving with life do do you know what i mean like can we reverse engineer yeah
1: Yes, I think it's just what you mentioned earlier, is that you are just conforming to what society wants out from you, Mm. although you don't strongly believe in that. And Mm. so you end up thinking, if I get to that weight, I'll be happy if I if I'm going to earn that amount of money, this is when I'm going to be happy Mm. when I get to that position in my career this is when I'm going to be happy but there will be always something else so you will never be satisfied Mm. you will never live with that kind of inner peace Mm. that make you that makes you able to enjoy the little moments of life because this is all we have
0: Mm. Mm. like what I'm starting to realize after this conversation
1: Mm. is
0: there there's like two kinds of sabotage there's The sabotage that is instigated without you knowing by your realness—that's what—that's why I call it realness. The real, the real Mm -hmm. whole part of you. Whole part is a kind of contradiction in terms, but that's it makes sense in this context. (laughs) Yeah, but your realness is—it understands deep down that the life you have built is not your life it's the e is the life of the ego which means it's a consequence of you not having mastery over your relationship with your body and your instincts and your fears and all those kind of things and also your social programming and so you're chasing goals that you think you want and on the co- at the level of the conscious mind you're telling yourself you want all this stuff but deep down you know it's empty and so your realness if you if you don't listen to those whispers it's going to basically destroy your life. And I I often say like self-destruction in this way is self-resurrection because only by destroying the Mm. unreal life that you've built, which seems like sabotage at the start, only if that happens, are you going to find a solid foundation to build something true. And ultimately, Mm. if you build something true, that's going to move you towards wholeness and blah, 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 blah. So that's one kind of sabotage. The other kind of sabotage is where... You're chasing something that you actually do want because it is moving you you towards wholeness. It's allowing you to be more connected and accepting. It's moving you towards acceptance and it's rooted in acceptance. But then the ego or the fragmented part of you because of your identity and your addiction to that identity is going to sabotage your progress so that you don't grow towards wholeness and you ultimately just stay the same and yeah those two those two things are both experienced as sabotage but the first one because it's motivated by our realness is actually very healthy even though it is going to be probably yes. quite tumultuous at times and it's going to cause some difficulties so I guess the question there is how do we how do we know if we're sabotaging ourselves because of You know, some unhealthy thing that's going on where we're lacking acceptance or if it's just bad luck or if it's, you know, just an ego kind of, uh, it's the opposite version.
1: I, You know, I think that everything lies in understanding if Mm. you really want something or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If it's
1: your real desire. And of course, it's not easy to understand that. Yeah, yeah. But probably... You start working out mm. with with mm. what your your desires you think you have, yeah. and then if you're banging on the wall, willpower <laughs> is not enough. Then probably there is a blockage there, yeah. and you can sometimes by yourself very often. guidance is is helpful because otherwise you go too much into your conscious mind you can unblock the blockages maybe discovering also uh, why you have certain beliefs but it's sometimes it's not necessary to discover it's just to transform these beliefs but then when you get where you want does that make you very happy
0: Mm. Mm. Uh,
1: it's it's a question for your um Realness. (laughs) Realness. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's that for simple. that true
1: part of yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think uh, at the end of the day, I think that life is is. Uh, I was having lunch with a friend the other day, and we said, yes, life is a project. Yes, it's like a project. <laughs> so if you run it as a project, it can become very interesting. You do a lot of self-discoveries and mm. trials, errors, but there is growth, and that is what keeps you somehow interested uh, into into your life. Mm. Uh, if if there's no project, not in this, there's nothing intentional, then it becomes a little bit like um, empty.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and it requires, as you said, sometimes to go through some kind of suffering yeah. <laughs> to destroy what you have created, because this is how you resurrect. Mm.
0: Yes. Mm. And
1: when people wow. are willing to do that work, then life is super interesting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's the best project going. Do you think um, yes. <laughs> Do you think there's a kind of phenomenon when people are working on this stuff that when they they first start a transformational journey in their lives, they think they want all these things. So they think they want to lose mm. weight and they want to start a business and they want to do this and they want to do that. But then when you start working with them, for example, in your practice, You dig into some stuff and they get to a point of acceptance of their realness. And then a lot of the things that they were chasing just slip away. And so Mm. it comes back to the idea, I guess, that a lot of the the goals they were chasing, it just belonged to the ego. It wasn't real. Social conditioning and blah, 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 blah. And it's no longer about not getting results because they realize Exactly like you said. And I suppose the main theme of this conversation, because you kind of came up mm. at the start, but actually, the only reason they weren't getting the results that they wanted and that they were sabotaging in scare quotes was because their true intentions, their real intentions, were just to accept themselves, basically. And accepting themselves would have meant accepting some totally different intentions that they've been hiding because of social pressure or whatever it was. And when they dig deeper and do the work, they align themselves with that stuff. And then it kind of just, they end up flowing with life instead of forcing it. Something like that.
1: Yeah. Flowing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. How would you, with how, how would you sum up all of this that we've been talking about? Like we've, we've covered a lot and uh, we, we bounced the, all over the place because of my uh, rambling but <laughs> no. how, how would you how would you sum this up like what is the main theme of this conversation or the main lesson and can you let people know where they can find you as well if they want to work yes with you i think th-
1: you know first of all i enjoyed this conversation <laughs> so much because it makes me have great insights and mm. i love how you summarize all that we shared and i think that the main thing is to start working on your growth,
0: yeah.
1: self growth, and you can start from different places. Some people start with seeing a coach, seeing a therapist, some other people start meditating, stop listening to things, it doesn't matter, but just mm. start the journey. Yeah. So that you, when you start is there's so much to discover. and step by step it's a yeah it's an incredible journey Mm. Um, so that that probably would summarize (laughs) everything just start somewhere and I think that it's important to train your mind Mm. start in one way that Mm. will lead you somewhere else for sure yeah Um, but it's so important to start training the mind yeah and working with the mind
0: yeah do you know what like, the, the training the mind thing is the key. And the mm-hmm. reason it is the key in, in the context of everything we've said, when we're training it, really all we're doing, I think, is teaching it to accept what's real. And that's yes. it. Like, training your mind means that you get out of that hamster wheel of focusing on things that are not real, like or mental, or mental cognitive distortions or like limiting beliefs, whatever it is focus on the real stuff and you can learn to accept who you really are. And then all of these issues we've been talking about, like the gap between the conscious and unconscious start to take care of themselves and you get into that flow. So that was awesome. Uh, Can you let people know what your website is and where they can find you if they want to have a a session or anything like that?
1: Yes. Thank you. So my website is my name and last name, but I'm going to spell it because it's not so easy. So it's uh, Laura or Laura. And then is Artero, A-R-T-E-R-O dot com.
0: Brilliant. Um, and yeah.
1: this is where you can find everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, I will share that in the show notes. But thank Laura, you. thank you so much for this conversation. It's been a good one. Oh, and thank I, you. And I really, really appreciate your time and all this insight and everything. So thank you.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I hope we we'll stay in touch. <laughs>